Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter. How are you over there? Everything okay? Oh, yeah. Doing great. How you doing? Doing good. Well, I mean, I trimmed my beard, and uh, I feel very, very good. You should check me out on the TV, people, if you're at home. You know, uh, take a look at that thing, because it's, it's righteous right now. I'm feeling very good. It's dropped, good. Are you feeling better? Yeah, I dropped about two pounds of, uh, of facial hair. It's good. And uh, I'm very, what do they call it, AeroStream kind of, you know? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Coulter, enough about me. Yeah, aerodynamic. Thank you. Aero Not the trailer. <laughs> aerodynamic. There you go again. Channel your inner Craig Johnson. What I hope he's I listening. That's right. The uh, the chances that Craig Johnson is dialed into uh, to you and I are not zero, but they're not they're not above four percent. Well, it just depends on where he is in the world. True. If he's in Missoula, there's actually a good chance he's dialed in. I'm excited. He loves your idiocy, Craig. Craig Johnson. He sure does, and I don't know why, but. Uh, you know, I appreciate that. All right, Coulter, let's talk about the Big Sky Conference basketball here a little bit. By the way, today, also want to remind everybody, we got some Dobie's Teriyaki to give away to you. We have uh, also today a pair of tickets to the Grizzly Weaver State men's basketball game Thursday night at Dahlberg Arena. So we're giving those away in the show today. So, uh, you know, in addition to my idiocy, reasons to listen. Uh, the Big Sky Conference, Coulter, right now is still a very tight rate race, save basically the two Idaho schools on the men's side of things. Uh, the Idaho State is 3-10. and 10. Idaho is 2-10. and 10. Everybody else is, Sacramento State's 5-8, and eight, and they're, what, a game and a half behind Southern Utah, who is currently in the four spot and has a bye as of right now in Boise, the Southern Utah Thunderbirds. So it's a very, very tight race. And Weber State, it's worth noting, is 6-7 and seven as they make the Montana swing. They uh, were 2-6 and six 
and now have won four of their last five, which started with a win over the University of Montana in overtime in Ogden. And Jarek Harding has been absolutely on fire. But Weber State is coming on strong. They, along with Portland State, are both six and seven. The Bobcats sit there, middle of the road, six and six, a half game behind Northern Arizona and a full game behind Southern Utah. And then it's Northern Colorado at eight and four, Eastern Washington at nine and three, and the Montana Grizzlies at ten and three. So Montana just a half game ahead of Eastern for the top spot in the conference with Northern Colorado a game back of the Eagles. So that's kind of how it sets up here. And Colt, you always you've talked to me about how this is an interesting time of the year where we see all these competitive games early on, and Idaho loses six games by a combined thirteen points and everything like that. But they're now two and ten, and they are not going to have anything like a bye come Boise, and they know it, and everybody else knows it. Same thing with Idaho State. Sacramento State is on the cusp of that. I don't know if they've gotten there quite yet. We assume they probably will. But there's teams who you start to hear, you start to see a little bit of what are you playing for? Are you playing for the love of the game? Or you, you know, when the motivation to get actually something accomplished in the regular season no longer exists, some teams just fold the thing up. Absolutely. I think that the balance of a basketball team. Role definition, the talents that you have on your team are, is one factor in building a good Division One college basketball team. But just the internal chemistry and being able to endure the grind individually and with each other is so essential. And it's not just the teams. I mean, it's it's very easy to point to teams that are towards the bottom of the standings not having much motivation to continue to play their butts off, play as hard as they can every night. It's an entirely different thing, too. We've seen it in this in this league specifically. Most of the teams that pop into my mind in terms of getting tired of each other or getting tired of playing with each other or folding down the stretch are not the teams towards the bottom of the standings. This has happened to teams towards the top and or in the middle of the standings more often than it's happened to the bottom teams in this league. Montana State, the last several years, it was such a delicate balance because the, the expectations of the spotlight was so bright. Brian Fish commanded so much attention. He was such a big personality. He had such a lofty resume as Dana Altman's right-hand man for so many years and coming from Oregon. And then you had Tyler Hall, who I mean, he's getting articles written about him in Sports Illustrated when he's a sophomore. And so then the the spotlight was so bright and then you add in Harold Frey, you add in Kelgen Blevins and then all of a sudden Damian Lillard who's Kelgen Blevins cousin is coming to Montana State games and you could see just the volatility of all that pressure how it affected Montana State you look at Idaho a couple years ago Don Berlin's really last really good team when they had Vic Sanders and BJ Blake and Perion Collindre and the Sherwood brothers they were stacked yeah they had so much talent they beat the Grizz in overtime on a tip-in. It was one of Montana's only two conference losses that whole year. And then I have no clue what happened. But when the, the last week of February rolled around, Idaho just stopped caring. And then when March rolled around, they were so ready to be done. Vic Sanders and B.J. Blake were two of the great players this last 10 years in the Big Sky Conference, but they were getting whipped by Southern Utah in the first round of the tournament as the two-seed. They didn't even care. You looked at them on the bench. There was no tears. There was no disappointment. It was just despondence. Yeah. Just get me out of here. I cannot wait to leave Reno. I can't wait to leave Moscow. I can't wait to just move on with my life. That's the weird thing that you can never predict. Yeah. And most of the time, you never know what's happening. I mean, look at Weber State last year. Weber State was rolling. 
the first half of the year. Second half of the year, completely fell apart. They ended up skidding all the way into the yes. tournament, and then they win one game in the tournament, and Montana just destroys and, them. And we still don't know what was going on with that Weber team, but clearly a lot, like a lot of negative right. things that weren't basketball-related. I mean, from a talent standpoint and the guys that they had, that was a really good basketball team and should have been tooth and nail to go to the NC2A tournament, and they they were completely whitewashed by the Grizzlies in one game, but that's not it. It wasn't they. It wasn't a one-night anomaly. They were, they were bad and losing traction for the second half of the season, and it was not clicking for whatever reason. And you see this in sports, and usually it doesn't have to do about the sport that's being played. It has to do about other things yep. that are going on. And in basketball, the personalities and the, the delicacy of getting along is so much more accentuated than any other sport, in my opinion. You know, I sit here and I, I complain to you all the time about how overblown, the not the chemistry on the floor or the field, but the relationships and how everybody's got to be kumbaya and everything like sure. this in order to play well. It's just not the case. With that said, basketball is the arena in which the relationships matter the most. I Especially they, college basketball yes, because these are yes, young people. Yes, and so I... I I, I, how much does it matter? I would say it's significant. I'm not going to overblow it still, but it, it matters so much more in basketball than, than any of the other major sports. And, and like you said, at the collegiate level in particular, no question. You don't necessarily have to like each other in terms of hanging out off the court, but you have to like playing with each other. And, and you can't dislike each other. You can't have an active animosity about a guy or or coach to to some extent. I mean, you can have bumps in the road or whatever, but a general dislike for a particular figure who's who's central, whose role is central, whether it's a player or coach, that that it's just not going to go well. But in football, internal, I mean, internal stuff can definitely creep in, but also just going as hard as you can, and being violent, can get you so far. In baseball. We've seen guys that are just complete enigmas. They're completely unlikable, and everybody might not ever want to talk to that guy or go out with that guy after the game. But you're you're damn happy that Manny Ramirez is hitting in the three hole. Well, you know what I'm saying? And, and and baseball too. I mean, outside of the pitcher catcher relationship, there it's it's an individual sport played by nine guys at the same time. But it, you don't have to have the chemistry or whatever to sure. orchestrate I mean, what you're doing. To be sure, the, the baseball season is such a long grind that I think that having fun for the duration, especially towards the end, is a key element. And oftentimes seems to get along better do have it. But you also just can have just a stacked lineup in baseball. If everybody's just doing their own thing, just but they're ripping. all hitting bombs, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. But I, I do think that almost every team, when you talk about league play, especially in mid-major college basketball, men's or women's, you're going to hit the moment where you hit a collective wall, whether that wall is from fatigue or adversity or malcontent within the locker room. Some teams hit it early. Some teams hit it in the middle of the year. Some teams hit it late. And then what happens? Make no mistake, Montana won the league last year. They hit a wall. There, there was a moment where they hit a wall. I think this year they hit a wall, too. They lost two in a row. They lost at Weber in overtime, and then they lost, they got destroyed at Portland State, even though it was only a seven-point victory. There was no question who was winning that game from opening tip to final buzzer. But then how do they respond? And they put together three consecutive great performances against three of their rivals. That's the response that you need. I'm just so interested to see who can stick with it and who will fade from the pack. I'm just so interested. Montana State is the best example of what I'm talking about right now. Portland State's been so up and down this year, 
But so much of it has been injuries, and so much of it has been their schedule. And when I look at the league standings right now, Montana State is a game ahead of Portland State in the loss column. Yet when I think of those two teams, especially over the last two weeks of how they've performed, Portland State would be way ahead of Montana State in my power rankings right now because I think of just the the ceiling for both teams and the way that they've been trending as of late. Same thing with Weaver State. They're a game ahead of the Cats. Or excuse me, a game behind the Cats in the loss column. The last time they played head-to-head, the Cats won. Yet I still think that the optimism about Weaver State is much higher for me at this moment than Montana State. I'm just so interested to see where Montana State turns because early they had the element of surprise. They also were running a whole array of defenses that was completely new to what they had done in the past that the league wasn't expecting, and they were playing with a renewed vigor that was not their trademark for the last five seasons. But now... The scout is out. Beat Harold Frey up. Do whatever you want, whatever you can to Harold Frey. Get the big guys in foul trouble, and then just roll the dice with everybody else. You'll let Borja Fernandez shoot threes. You'll let Amin Adamu wind it up and just spin all out, all sorts out of control because sometimes he can go off and sometimes he can shoot you out of a game. And I just think that, that when you look at those middle teams, I'm talking Southern Utah, Northern Arizona, Montana State, Portland State, Weber State. Because to me, I think Sack doesn't have the firepower to really get back in this thing. I think Idaho State is way too new, way too inexperienced, an inexperienced first-year coach. They're out of it. I think Idaho, they only have six guys. Idaho can hang in games, but they only have six dudes. Once you get to the depth part of the game, they they, they always lose that little portion, and then they lose by four to ten points. But when you look at those teams, Southern Utah, Northern Arizona, Montana State, Portland State, Weber State, to me... I'd be the least optimistic about the Cats at this exact moment. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I would not be. Why is that? Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Because I think they're going to finish where they are right now. Okay. And you want to know what I think is going to happen? exactly the inverse of what we are at right now. I think that Portland State and Weber State are going to leapfrog all three teams ahead of them over the course of of this, and I think Southern Utah and Northern Arizona are going to drop back. Now, Southern Utah, I would would hedge my bet on because I think they are a good team. I also think that we, Southern Utah and NU are the two teams that we know the least about. I agree. Because they were here for the very first weekend of the year. And the very first weekend of the league season, they haven't had 
I, I think that they've only even, I mean, I, I only really watch, I watch the Cats and the Grizz every weekend, and I only really go outside of that to watch Wayward State, Eastern Washington, yeah. Northern Colorado. And those, even though they haven't really played those teams either. So to me, I mean, I've only really watched Southern Utah play live twice when they played the Cats and the Grizz. But here's the thing to me. It's not even about which teams are quote-unquote better or whatever. Weber State has been injured. Now they are healthy, or at least as healthy as they're going to get, and they're figuring it out with the rotation they've got. They've now won four of the last five, and they have arguably, as of today, today, the player of the year in the Big Sky Conference rolling, and that's Jarek Harding. You think so? You think he's the player of the year right now? Today, yes. He's the player of the week this week. Well. As he should have been. he He scored like 70 points last week. Portland State. They battled a little bit of sickness, but their biggest battle was their schedule. They had the toughest schedule, bar none, of the 11 teams of the Big Sky Conference in the first half. Yep. They will have, at least in terms of the way the game set up, the easiest schedule in the second half. Right. They're also really good. I mean, they're a good basketball right. team. I expect them to really catapult and put some wins together here, playing at home more and playing less often, not the four and eights like they had to start uh, a, a league play. And so I think that both of these teams are going to rise in the standings, and that is going to be at the expense to me of teams like Northern Arizona and potentially Southern Utah. The reason that you believe in Weber State more than you believe in Montana State is two is is twofold, okay? Yeah. First of all, they're only a half game apart as it sure. is. I mean, they're, they're basically even. Right. It's two reasons. One is Jarek Harding, and Harold Frey is, you and I love Harold Frey. Absolutely. I mean, he's absolutely as good as it gets. But he isn't, he makes it happen over the course of a game, but if you just have to have it in one moment at the end, Jarek Harding's the guy you want more than Harold Frey. And Harold Frey has had his plenty of his shots to make late. And yep. he has come through in those situations. Jarek Harding, though, is the everybody know that it knows that it's going to him best score in the Big Sky Conference, period. So with that in mind, that's one reason. The other reason is this. It's Randy Ray and Weber State. Right. I mean, you're talking about the precedent and the program, you know, is there. And for Montana State, what are they year in and year out? Six and six. And they are again. And Danny Sprinkle, who we Think is we're thrilled about Danny. We're going to have Danny Sprinkle on here in just about fifteen minutes. He's great. We like him, and I like the way he's going with this program. And too. He's in, he's coached twenty games at Montana State. I mean, he's, he's just getting his feet wet in this thing. So yeah, if you're going to sit here and go, well, what's the projection down the line? It's that, and the depth anyway is better at Weber State probably in general than it is at Montana State right now. And there's guys that I really like with the Cats. I mean, I I think Jabril Bello is. A good to very good big right now, probably better than any big that Weber State's got. But there is no Cody John that exists at Montana State. There just isn't. The, that that, that guy ain't there. And that's it. What you're saying is is true. I believe I believe that definitely. But the reason I think that Weber State's significantly better than Montana State is because of Cody John, not because of Jarek Hardy. Right. Because Cody John's Jer- way better than any number two that Montana State's and, got. And you're absolutely right. I mean, Jarek Harding. You're going to be thrilled if you either got him or Harold Frey on your team. And I'm not saying those two cancel out per se, but they're both top shelf number one dudes, period. Right. The the next best guy by far, and then a couple of tiers to the fourth guy is Cody John. Score it out for me. Montana State's remaining schedule. They got Idaho State at home on Thursday. Win? So Yes. Weber State at home Saturday. I'll take Weber State in that game. Okay. 
So they're one one. They 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 swept this trip on the road. By the way, they went to Ogden and won for the first time in a decade, and then and handled uh, Idaho State, you know, well. And so uh, uh, this is that's that's a good thing. And if Montana State was to sweep this and get to eight and six, that would be huge. But I think that Weber State is uh, is probably going to be coming for the Cats in Bozeman at Portland State two days before hosting the Grizz. I like Portland State. The Grizz in Bozeman. I like the Grizz. At Sac State. They win in the nest. At NAU. I like Montana State. Home against Southern Utah. It's a game. It's the game. It's a game right there. That game's going to probably be for between fourth and sixth place. Yep. Yep. Huge game. I I don't know. We'll call it a coin flip. Coin flip. Southern, or excuse me, Northern Colorado on Harold Frey's senior night. In Bozeman. Mm-hmm. Man. That, that might be the most fun individual matchup to watch this whole season is to watch Jonah Radabaugh try and shut down Harold Frey in Bozeman on his senior night. I mean, that, that, give me all that you got. Let's play back to back of that thing. It's a heck of a final way. I mean, the fact that they're at home, I mean, what, if they split the, if they split that, that last home stand, right? They're 10 and 10, right? 10 and according 10. to what I've put them at 10 and 10. So that's the six of the seven. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think they probably are, the five or six, maybe the seven. I don't think they'll be the seven. Here's what I'd say. I'd say it's more likely they go 11 and nine than nine and 11, but okay. I th- say it's the most likely they go 10 and 10. Which will just be so brutal for the Bobcat faithful and also just so apropos for what Montana State basketball has been. I have, I, I didn't cover Montana State hoops when I was first at the Bozeman Chronicle. I, had a, I was covering the women to go with my football beat. I had a different guy covering men, but I took over the men's beat. So this will be my eighth season covering Montana State men's basketball. With the exception of Brian Fish's first year, they have been 500 the entire time. Here's the difference for me. They've been one game below or one game above in league play, and they've been exactly 15 and 15 every year. And I think it's just fascinating that Brad Hughes, Brian Fish, Danny Sprinkle, Carlos Taylor and Mecklen Davis, Flavian Davis and and Marcus Colbert, Tyler Hall and Harold Frey, and now Harold Frey and his band of, of misfits. It's all the same for the Cats. And I think it's just interesting that at some point, I think that this all comes down to then analyzing the program. Because if the faces, if the coaches and the players are all changing and they're all different and the result is the exact same every year. Now, here's where I'm going to pump the brakes on what you're saying right here. Okay. Because a lot of what you're saying is true. But here's where the difference lies to me. First of all, you have a first-year head coach. Not just first-year head coach with Montana State, a first-year head coach, period. Okay? Totally. So there is there is time that needs to be given to Danny Sprinkle to see what he's able to do and put together at his alma mater. And I'm optimistic about him. I think he's, you know, I didn't know if this was just, hey, let's get the, the best player that used to play here and let's bring him in and see what happens. Right. I, I think Danny Sprinkle's uh, got potential to, to do something. To get and this I, and I'm not trying going. to bag on the job Danny Sprinkle's done. I think he's done a great job. I think he has too. But here's where he's got him playing hard, and that's a that's a huge difference maker. But if if they go, first of all, the likelihood that Montana State coming into this season was going to get a top four seed and therefore a buy in Boise, we would have both said was very unlikely coming into this year. Yep. Correct? So the fact that they're actually even in, in the conversation for that is maybe good, relatively speaking. But even if they finish 10 and 10, which they very well could, yep. again, yep. okay, all that, they're that this team 
has such a better chance to be successful in some way in the postseason tournament. Do they, though? Yes. They got the 16 and they played Idaho? That's a, I mean. They're going to win that game. It's a pretty tough draw. It, they I just mean, beat, I mean, they just blew Idaho out last call, weekend. Call, but. call them all tough draws. I, I, I don't care. Why is it going to be different? Because what do you have to have when you're playing in a one-and-done scenario? Freedom. Levity. Open possibility. They they were they were mentally asphyxiated under Brian Fish, in my opinion, in the postseason. They were put under so much pressure that, you know, we're gonna go get this thing done that they couldn't perform at their best when they needed it the most. And this year, their talent probably doesn't equal what it was, certainly with Tyler Hole on the team and all that before. But their ability to play freely. I think is going to be such a huge boost for them potentially in the postseason. Now, is this a team that's going to go on a run and find themselves in a big sky championship game? No, I don't think so. But could it, even without having a bye, could they win two games? They could. I I would expect them to win one. I mean, I, I, they, they've won. Tell me this, Coulter. How many postseason games have Montana State won in the last decade or whatever? One. One. I think I expect them to win one this year. Now, I mean, call, you could say whatever you want to say about what that means about the program, but when all that matters is what you do in Boise, Idaho, if you've won one game in a decade and the first-year head coach comes in and wins one and maybe two, all of a sudden that is different even if you did go 10-10. and 10. That's all I'm saying. It's going to be interesting to see it all play out. Let's talk to the man himself about this a little bit. Tutel uh, Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Danny Sprinkle, head coach of the Montana State Bobcats, joins us right after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Well, off we go to the Regich Brothers phone line, and once again, happy to be joined by the head coach of the Montana State men's basketball team, Danny Sprinkle. Coach, thanks so much once again for being with us. Interesting weekend here. After all these close games that you've been a part of, you won big on Thursday, you lost big on Saturday. Just coming out of that weekend, it's one and one, it's what it is, but two sort of games that just went in divergent directions. What was this weekend like for your club? It was, you know, like you said, it was kind of a tale of two games. Um, you know, the Idaho game, uh, you know, proud of our guys' effort. You know, we, we got after them pretty good in practice. Uh, I knew they'd be a little tired, but they, they competed and, and, and kind of showed some grit. You know, I mean, it was, a, it was a tough first half. I think it was tied at halftime. And our guys came out with some, you know, some fire in the second half and played really well. And, you know, we made some shots. And, uh, you know, I mean, a couple of our guys were due to make some shots, and I knew they were going to. And, uh, you know, so it was good to see that. And then on, on Saturday, 
um, you know, obviously we, we got up Friday and took whatever the eight hour bus ride to Cheney and, uh, and got our tails kicked on Saturday, <laughs> but, uh, Eastern, Eastern Washington, you know, you got to give them a lot of credit. They came out with, a uh, some urgency and some fire and, uh, you know, they, they really gave it to us pretty good, especially in the first half. And, uh, you know, their seniors, you know, the Peatling kid really stepped up and, when you you know they got six three pointers from their five men, and uh, you know, but it, it wasn't even about them offensively. As good as they are offensively, you know, I thought defensively they really they really guarded us at a high level. And, you know, you could tell they, you know, they 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 were they had a hunger inside them after what happened to them Thursday in Missoula. How do you weigh and balance this last weekend? Because if you look at it as a huge win and then a a blowout loss. I mean, I think that that can affect your mentality either way. How do you just say, Hey, it's just one and one. We got another tough weekend coming up. Let's keep grinding through this thing. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that's what you have to do. And it it is, it's hard to do with an inexperienced team uh, because sometimes they take those losses a lot harder than they do. You know, the, obviously the wins, they enjoy them, but you know, I think sometimes they can get more down on a loss. And I was really proud of how we practiced yesterday. We had one of our most spirited practices yesterday. And I credit that to, you know, Harold Prey and Layden Ricketts. And, you know, they, they were the ones that set the tone. They came in with a good attitude and, and the energy that we needed. And, uh, you know, I thought, it was, I thought our young guys especially needed that. And, uh, and, you know, it's a loss is a loss, whether it's by 30 or one point, you know. And, uh, you know, in the, in the standings, it's, it's the same now. Obviously, we know we still got a lot of work to do, you know, to beat teams like, you know, at the at the top of the league right now. And, uh, you know, but we still got, you know, whatever it is, 33 days left, you know, to still improve. And, uh, you know, yesterday we improved. And today I see our team doing that exact same thing and, you know, and gearing up for a good Idaho State team that's lost a lot of close games on Thursday. I haven't covered this league for a long time. The teams that are towards the top that are chasing the league title, no matter who they might be, that's an automatic motivation. You continue to chase a seed. You continue to chase that league title. And I think you guys are still in the mix for the seed, certainly. But you see in the middle and the bottom of the league, a lot of teams that play competitively, even if the wins aren't coming, the first 10 or 12 games. And then as the stretch run comes, you see teams that start to maybe not be so interested in playing anymore. But every time we talk to you, you talk about how happy you are with how hard your guys are practicing it seems like they really want to play so how important is that element just just wanting to continue to to fight and grow as a team as you come down the stretch no matter what your situation is in the standings you're 100 right on and it's not just our league it's it's every league where you know you you see some teams and, and you kind of see their character you know you know what i told our team yesterday before practice you know this is the time of year when players play you know and, and it's true like the big time players they play in they play in February and March, and you know usually that's why the best teams have the best players. And uh, you know, but it's it shows your competitiveness because yeah, it's been a grind. Everybody's traveled all over the country, and with Big Sky travel, everybody's had the same travel, and everybody's tired. Everybody's back been back in school now for three or four weeks, and it's it's a grind. And you know, this is where you see you know what kind of leadership you have, and you know, it's going to come down to the same thing at the end of games. It's going to come down to, you know, our leaders making plays or their leaders making plays. And, uh, you know, I just, I just have a good feeling about our team and our schedules. It's, it's tough, you know, like traveling to Sac State and NAU and Portland State. You know, I mean, that, 
that's no easy task. And, you know, our home games are against really, really good teams. And so, you know, it's, it, we got our work cut out for us, you know, but got to take it one game at a time. And all I know is we got Idaho State on Thursday night. Danny Sprinkle joining us, head coach of the Montana State men's basketball team. Everybody talks about the grind, and it is such a grind, especially I think a lot of people forget these kids are in school. And a school like Montana State, I mean, it doesn't get any easier. It gets harder as the season goes along. Oh, yeah. But how do you keep fun in a, a part of this? Because I think sometimes teams just lose the element of having fun. How do you, how do you continue to have fun while you are doing such a serious quest for um, uh, you know league seeding and all that sort of stuff? It, it, it's hard to do. And it's one thing I need to get better at because it's it's hard to have fun after the way we played on Saturday, you know, but you still have to, you know, you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, well, you know what? Hey, we had a great win on Thursday and not many teams. I don't know. I think Montana might be the only team that's beaten Eastern Washington at Eastern Washington. Yep. You know, and not to, not many teams are going to go in there and win. And uh, especially if they play the way they do and, you know, they're just, they're just, they're just good. And they can really score the ball. And if you can't score with them, you're you're going to get blown out. And uh, you know, so you, you kind of have to you have to be realistic about it. And uh, you know, this this time of year, it's more mental than physical. You know, teams teams and players they are who they are. You know, you're you're tough or you're not. And uh, you know, you got to you got to teach you know teach their mind through film. You got to do a lot of skill work and just keep them confident in their shot and their offensive game. And and uh, you know, and at the end of the day, you you hope more, you hope some shots fall. Coach, last uh, last trip that you went that you faced these two teams, Idaho State and Weber State, it was a great trip for you. You swept on the road these two teams in a great game at Weber State, and then uh, won handily at Idaho State. Now they're going to Bozeman this uh, weekend or this this run through. At six and six, is you're just one game out of that fourth place spot, and then maybe ahead. How big is this weekend for you and your club to maybe you know get a couple of W's and get up into the standings a little bit? It's huge. It's huge, and you know, and I expect us to have a, a great crowd here on Thursday and Saturday, um, and we're going to need them because uh, these are two huge games for the standings. You know, Weber's you know basically tied as you know I think they're six and seven, but they have the same amount of wins that we do. And, uh, you know, we, we need to take advantage of, you know, making this Montana trip the hardest trip. When teams come to play Montana and Montana State, like, we, we have to take advantage of that. And, uh, you know, I mean, starting Thursday, you know, Idaho State, they could very easily have the same record we, we have. Uh, you know, we, it was a tie game with them with five minutes to go, you know, and we kind of pulled away late. You know, we played, had a couple big plays offensively. And, and we're going to need to do that because we, to separate ourselves from the middle of the pack, you know, and to get into that fourth and fifth place, you know, you know, these are two these are two games we have to win. Coach, uh, Thursday before your game at Idaho State, is this real that there's Rocky Mountain oysters <laughs> for the kids that are coming to this game? I mean, where did this come from? This is this is beautiful. You want to keep fun at it? This is great here. Exactly. I tell you what, I, I I had no part in doing that. Hey, I hope kids come out. I hope they have a blast with it. Um, you hey, you guys are more than welcome to come over and join in on the festivities too, if you want. Hey, uh, that's that's as a that's as an observer for me. Thank you very much. I'll let I'll, I'll let the guy I'll let I'll let the uh, the fraternities with a couple of brews down go in and uh, sample the goods, and I'll uh, I'll just report on it later. Well, I'll let you know how it goes too, because I'm be I'm gonna be an observer too. I'm not I'm not partaking in that one. <laughs> 
Coach, well, best of luck uh, for you on Thursday and uh, and then Saturday as well. We appreciate you joining us as always. You got it. Thanks, fellas. Danny Sprinkle, head coach of the Montana State Bobcats men's basketball team, uh, part of our show today and uh, our Opportunity Bank Coaches Corner. How about that? Appreciate him being on here with us. That's right. Rocky Mountain Oysters on Thursday before the game for students at the Brick. Uh, enjoy. I mean, pizzas in Missoula, the uh, the old inland oyster over in Bozeman. I don't know. Take your pick. You want to be adventurous? Go have at it. Uh, Opportunity Bank, Coach's Corner, Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Big Sky Conference had a coaches football meeting. There's a picture circulating, and it's worth taking note of. We'll tell you why next. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. There's a picture uh, that was taken, which it's just uh, it's just too good to be true. For at least guys like us who love Big Sky Conference basketball and are football. familiar, uh, yes, football. Thank you. We love Big Sky Conference basketball too, too. But uh, football and who you know know have spent time talking with uh, at one level or another the the various individuals, dare I say, personalities that comprise the Big Sky Conference in football. And uh, this is this is the, they do an off season meeting where all 13 coaches get together in a room and talk shop what's you know what are they what are they accomplishing in this meeting broadly like what's the point of calling this room to order (laughs) oh man so many things every coach has their entire list of everything that they would change about the league everything this this is their interface with the conference correct absolutely they're not talking to each other and so forth they're trying to address football conference wide how to make the big sky the best that it can be and everybody's like you said they got their list of things that need to happen according to them i don't know if the general public really knows this but these guys call each other and talk to each other all the time it's not just the same not just in football either well not all of them not all of them no right there's little sectors of alliances and Clicks and 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 friends and friends frenemies. and frenemies and yeah. and true hatred yeah. and I mean at, at when Montana State and Eastern Washington played on Saturday at the end of the basketball game yeah you could see when Danny Sprinkle Shante Leggins hugged Danny Sprinkle yeah. and you could read his lips and he said Coach I think you're doing a great job I'll call you next week yeah because they have been 
BSing for a long time, and I think in basketball too. They have and, California, exactly. They both have California ties, and they yep. both recruited California, so I'm sure they've crossed paths. And you know, when Sprinkles recruiting for Fullerton and Shantae's recruiting for Jim Hayford at Eastern, you probably go have dinner together because you for sure. you know a guy or whatever. But this photo here, I mean, first of all, these guys answer your question. These guys are bringing all their issues and grievances, so I'm sure that. Jeff Choate specifically probably had a list that took an hour to read because he thinks about everything and he wants it all to be <laughs> standing on the table. Yep. And I'm sure that there's some of the other coaches, you know, they're digging in for their schools because the Big Sky is such a diverse league. The schools so, are so not similar. But also for for the for the folks, well, for everybody. Okay, first of all, you can go to at 1029 ESPN uh, on Twitter and see this picture. But let me just describe this. You know, this is a conference event. You think they're going to be in maybe some sort of conference room, which they are. I mean, it's a relative. It's basically a classroom that they're sitting in. There's no window or wall or anything on the, the walls. The, the walls are bare. There's a door, which is a solid door. That's all you can see. And all 13 guys are seated in uh, a horseshoe, effectively, uh, or really it's three sides of a rectangle with the, one of the short sides. There's nobody yet. Starting with Aaron Best going all the way up. Through, through, you know, Jeff Choate, Paul Petrino, around the corner, Bobby Howkin, back down through Troy Taylor, Bull Baldwin, the new uh, head coach at Cal Poly. And to look at these guys all sitting next to each other directly in a room to talk about football in the Big Sky Conference and know the personalities that are affected. I mean, the fact that, that Aaron Best and Jay Hill are sitting next to each other is one of the one of the magic pieces of this picture, because I don't know if you're going to find two more dislike, dissimilar. Let me say, like sure. dissimilar characters of that than these two. With Jay Hill, the strong, silent type, and Aaron Best drinking four glasses of whatever. He's got a coffee. He's got a pop. He's got a water. He's got everything in there, and just mean mugging like always, just doing the doing the thing that he does, bombastic, loud, the whole thing. I mean, it's too good. I have been belly laughing at this since this came out this morning. It's the it's the unintentional joke that never stops giving. It, it is this whole picture is hilarious. Yeah. You start with Coach Best. He's got three different beverages in front of him. I, I mean, he still looks like he could play offensive guard. I mean, he was an all league center at Eastern Washington once upon a time. He looks just like an offensive lineman. He's got his mean mug on. Then you got Jay Hill, who's looking at his iPad very stoically, very encompassing of Jay. You got Choate. <laughs> And Joe's just sitting there thinking, man, I don't care what any of these guys say. I'm going to win the argument and I'm going to win the fight. That's I, I know I can take everybody. I don't care if I'm sitting next to Ed McCaffrey. I know that I'm the toughest SOB in this room. McCaffrey, it's just because he's blinking, but it looks as if he's sleeping, which was what I would think an NFL guy would be doing in a meeting where people are complaining about a FCS football league. You know, Paul Petrino, he's got a black eye and bandages on his face. Now, this was a point of of high contention or of, of high comedy earlier and so many slightly inappropriate jokes came out about it. It's since been learned actually because of Twitter, which is the worst way to learn about anything, but that Paul actually had a, a medical procedure. And so we actually, we wish him the best. Certainly. The, the black eye jokes are, are kind of go by the wayside when it was something that was sort of a health scare. And, and so hopefully he cleans up well, but he's sitting next to Denise Thompson, who's the director of communications. They got Dan Hawkins writing his Disney story. Bobby Houck <laughs> wearing his, his grandfather's shirt from now, 1969. Can we talk about Coach Houck for a moment here, please? Because now I can't exactly see what he's wearing here and it doesn't matter, but I have seen Bobby Houck at what, what would be from a football standpoint, formal events, whether yes. it is the Buck Buchanan award, 
uh, the Montana Football Hall of Fame banquet and some various things. And, you know, he's got some suits. Mm -hmm. None that fit. It's unclear when in his life he's now he's no different in size than he's ever been as an adult. He's very fit, very, you know, he's the same stature and everything. So whether these were, but clearly the cut of, and I'm looking, I understand. I am not on the forefront of fashion. I don't know the next big thing in suits. Okay. They were big. Then they were small. Then they were, you know, zoot suits. And now they're all tailored cut and the whole thing. All I know is that for sure the suits that he's got, he didn't get today, okay? He's had them for a minute and possibly a decade, and he's not in a suit here. You wouldn't expect him to be, but I mean, does he get new clothing? That's what I want well, to know about Coach he hasn't learned He's got the, some new Grizz shirts. He hasn't learned of the trend of slim fit. No. he. I mean, here's the thing. You know when he looks his best, and this is what's so odd? Game day. He like does. when he's got his it, the the polo on, you know he's sure. tucks it in. His, well, he's, he's a polo draft yes, guy. He he's not a suit guy. That's right. I mean, Coach Hawk's working out like three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> he's he is, dude. He's he's running the M, then he's going I mean, to working out with the players, then I he's running know. to practice. I mean, the guy is a freak. Now the haircut has also not changed much has in about not. 15, 20 years. The other either. the other things that just I just thought were so funny about this picture, you got. All the guys that you know are buddies sitting next to each other. You got Choate and Jay Hill. They're buddies. You know, they, they come from similar backgrounds. We, we respect each other. We're tough. We don't know anything about quarterbacks, but we're going to hit you in the face. <laughs> you, got, you got Bobby Houck and Bruce Barnum sitting oh. next to each other, which is just the funniest relationship in the whole league because Barney just loves making jokes at Bobby's expense, or, or, or te- not at his expense, teasing him to his face, sending him the dots pretzels. But it's so funny because I think Bobby gets a kick out of Barney, too. hundred percent. Here's the thing. <laughs> Barney does not make fun of, of Bobby Houck to his face. He makes fun of everyone True. to their face. Absolutely. There, there is no sacred thing for Absolutely. Bruce Barnum, and that's the beauty of Barney. And then you have the buddies, Troy Taylor and Bo Baldwin, sitting next Let to each other because they used to work together. Who's the most liked coach by the other coaches total? Oh, man. That is such I, a loaded question. I know the answer. Well, Barnum. A hundred percent. Well, except for maybe Demario Warren, because Demario Warren's the nicest human on the planet and also has has no ability to actually compete with any of these other guys, unfortunately. So you think they like him? Because they, they know he's yeah. no threat to them. There is no alpha. You're like, oh, poor Demario. He's 31, and he's going 1-10 at Southern Utah. That's never going to change. <laughs> yeah, I mean, may, maybe so, but and he is very very likable guy. But Bruce Barnum is the guy. He is that it, like if you're saying pick a guy that you're going to go have dinner with tonight. Right. The majority of these guys, if you got to take the grooming total, that's they're they're going with Barnum. The other two things that are worth noting that I thought were so funny about this picture are one, you can, the only face you can't see is Rob Fennessy's. It took me forever to figure out who the guy that you couldn't see his face was because he's sporting a full head of hair. I mean, Coach Fenn's never had hair since I've known him. He's been shaving it, but that's a real bold move to be the guy who actually still has hair and been going chrome dome for 20 years. That's amazing. The best hair in this whole outfit's McCaffrey. I mean, he's still, well, Jay Hill's got pretty good hair. That's, that's no doubt. And then the last thing is you see Bo Baldwin wearing his Cal Poly colors, which in itself is weird because Bo Baldwin wore red and black for for forever until he went to Cal because he was at Eastern Central Washington and then back to Eastern. So he spent the first 
16 years of the 21st century wearing red and black. Yeah. So him wearing Cal Poly colors is funny. But then also, he's looking directly at Aaron Best, who's wearing the bright red Eastern Washington Inferno, yep. <laughs> who used to work together I mean, for a long time. Coach Best worked yep. for Bo Baldwin forever. So, I mean, this picture, if you haven't, we're trying to describe it to you. I know it's probably not the greatest radio description, but... Well, you spent plenty of time doing it. It is pure comedy, man. It's pure comedy. I think that the thing that we love about the big sky is that... These are there's a lot of great coaches. Everything that I said, I'm just joking. It's all in jest. I think that every single guy in the league has their distinct challenges and also their distinct upside. I think that they, there's got every single one of these guys does a really good job for the situation that they're in. But the Big Sky, I think, is different than almost any other league because there's a lot of political stuff. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, these guys are all into the coach speak and stuff like that too. But you can't come on to Tell Nuanas and do the Bruce Barnum comedy hour if you're coaching in the Power Five. It's just it's just likely not going to happen. The amount of volatile and unique personalities that exist in this room are second to none. And that's I think right. that's why we love covering this league because you just have such quirky, non-traditional type. I mean, Jeff Choate was a high school coach for 15 years, and now he's he's one of the dons of the league. That, yeah. it's, it's amazing that, that we have the situation that we have. Well, you can go check it out at 1029 ESPN and, uh, you know, enjoy it yourself. Get familiarize yourself with the uh, 13 figureheads football in the Big Sky Conference. Hour one in the books, hour two straight ahead. We talk quite a bit about Montana State in particular in in the general thrust of where we're at in Big Sky Conference men's basketball right now. We're going to spend some time with the top and uh, with Montana the uh, uh, Eastern Washington Eagles and Northern Colorado as well right after this. Hey, the Polaris New Year's sales event is on, and now is the time to find your perfect ride at Kurtz Polaris. Financing as low as 3.99% APR for 36 months and savings of up to $3,500. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula and on Highway 83 in Sealy. The mountains are full of snow, and Kurtz has all the best machines, apparel, and accessories to take full advantage of the season online at KurtzPolaris.com. The most fun you can have in snow. Kurtz Polaris, winner awaits. Grizz tickets, Dobie Teriyaki, and the Big Sky Conference next. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 